Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements that we found interesting. It's Constantine here and here is... Becky. Yay. <laughs> all right, so we've been out for two weeks. Yes. A lot, a lot has happened. A lot happened. Okay, get ready for two hour long podcast. <laughs> Bumper edition. Exactly. Uh, let's start with the main news. Obviously, that was the 1st of April. Uh, we've got some news sent us. Yes. <laughs> One of them was Nikon Z9 Field Report. Yes. Now, I was actually fooled by this one because I was sent it after the 1st of April, and I thought this was a genuine field report for all of about five minutes until Constantine told me that actually it was an April Fool's joke. Uh, it was. It was very well put together, though. Absolutely. The first half of it goes through all the... Like specifications that we would expect They're fake specs. to be in the camera. I mean, okay, I would say 80 megapixel sensor. Okay, well, probably should be lower than that, but it's kind of plausible, you know? You know, that's why I should have guessed from the 80 megapixels. I don't think that the Z9 is going to have 80 megapixels um, and the 20 stop dynamic range. <laughs> that's true. And then you can ask yourself, how often do you read the article in full? Because mm. you normally kind of scroll this. I mean, not you, but like generally we normally scroll through things. I do. <laughs> and I say, oh, yeah, looks about right. Okay, I'll let it report later on. Yes. So then somehow I've ended up in the second half of the podcast. And then they said, the of second the, sorry. Of, of the article. Of the article. Of the article. I said, the second new button is located on the back of the camera next to the microphone and controls another revolutionary new function. It's called Nico. Nico. <laughs> All right. So um, apparently Amazon has Alexa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alexa. Hello. Yeah. Um, Google has OK Google and Apple has Siri. Mm -hmm. uh, Nikon now will have Nico. <laughs> I, you know, if I read that, I would have realized that it was not a true article. But the funny thing is we had Nico worked in the shop about five, six years ago. Very ambitious guy. We so did. he is now living in the camera. That's right. He just his consciousness has been transferred into a camera. Uh, and the funny thing is a few people had said to him, oh, Nico, did you get the job here because your name is Nico? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it funny because we explain the jokes now, isn't it? <laughs> it's not funny if you don't explain them. That's true. I mean. <laughs> A part of this, I mean, there are a couple of things there. Uh, there was a bug which is called virtual S feature. It's they couldn't explain virtual assistant. Because I mean, it's too long. Exactly. And the thing for me was, that was the literally the second track that it was fake because virtual R spelled with A-R-S-E and not A-S-S. Mm. You know, our assistant yes. or artisan, as they artisan. say. You know, um, speaking of that, they forgot to mention that also they introduced a Queen's language in the language select um, option. Queen's English. Exactly. So for us, British, that would be the right choice. It would. That's the end of our April Fool segment. Thank That's goodness. Right. right. Now the to the real news. <laughs> yeah, the bar has been lowered. It has. Now for the real news. Nikon demonstrations are being planned for 2021 because of the recent reductions, eliminations of Nikon product warranties around the world. So what does that mean? That means that we came out on 1st of April <laughs> and it is April Fool's joke. Oh, why are you still doing the <laughs> April Fool's jokes? Seriously, oh. it's April the 12th now. <laughs> There weren't many um, April Fool's uh, news, Nikon news um, that month, but this one is based on Nikon Rumors article, and they say, well, because Nikon cancelled warranties from five years or two years in USA and Canada, it went to one, that a lot of North American users 
are planning to go and storm Nikon Tokyo headquarters. Oh, I see. Does this come along with the Tom Hogan going to be the CEO for Nikon? Exactly. So um, right. user Whiskey on Nikon Rumors in response said there was an update. Rumor has it that Nikon management agreed to hire Tom Hogan as their new CEO. Tom said he'd immediately go to work um, polishing the brand. Of course, it needs some polishing, isn't it? Uh, some things he hinted to look at. Opening the Z-mount and accessories to third-party lens manufacturing. Ooh. Ooh, is it happening already? Yeah. I heard signals <laughs> about to get into the game. That's right. Commission new adapters to mount all Nika lenses on Z. Well, we all know FTZ2 is coming, so that's happening. That's okay. also an April Fool's joke. <laughs> Ongoing. But the more I say it, the more I make it real, Betty. It's true. We asked how long Tom would hold the position. He winked, waved, and said, have a great April, everybody. There you go. What a nice chat. All right, can we move on to the actual, actual Nikon news now? Okay, the actual Nikon news is I've switched to Canon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually Sony. It's not trendy to say Canon anymore. No, it's, no. it's now Sony, isn't it? We all switch into Sony. I've switched to a Minolta. <laughs> I've switched to Switch. Oh dear. Okay, so the actual Nikon news. Nikon released two firmware updates last week. One was for the Z20mm f 1.8s lens. Mm -hmm. That's new firmware. They fixed an issue with Z series cameras that caused the shooting display to brighten momentarily and mm -hmm. an f-dash, which is our mm -hmm. lens error sign to appear in the aperture displays while autofocus was in progress. Now, just a note for anyone updating lens firmware, you need to attach the lens while updating the firmware. Yeah, you can't update your lens wirelessly not to attach to the camera. Bluetooth. Yeah, there is no SD card slot. No. Then they also released the H5 1.8 S firmware update, which fixes exactly the same issue. So um, I haven't noticed this issue. It sounds like a very minor thing. So it's good that Nikon is updating those. So yeah. if you haven't noticed it, you may not need to update, but you know, maybe wait for the update of the camera and do them together. Exactly. Now, Nikon also updated their website. So if you can't find anything on it, don't worry, you're not alone. Um, they have given it a whole refresh. So things are in slightly different places. But if you spend any length of time on the Nikon website, feel free to check out the new menu layout. Hopefully, in the long run, it will make things easier to find. That's true. It took me about five, ten minutes to figure it out. It, it's more like a North American website yeah. option. So um, I guess we were a little bit behind. That's, that's right. And it is good because the the USA website has, I found, generally been more comprehensive. Mm. So it's quite good that they finally done it. I mean, that. the only, you know, kind of uh, branch I'm looking at, like the, you know, part of the website is actually technical support. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to get there, but it is there. It's just in a different place right now. That's right. All right. Well, let's talk about some financial news. Great. It seems to be the most popular part of our podcast. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because if you look at the graph, if I put it upside down, it goes like this. You know. <laughs> okay. So this next segment is about finances. This is your time this to shine. This is me. This is your time. This to is shine. just me and you, the viewer or listener. Okay. So Nikon announced a new organizational structure for Nikon Europe. Um, that's including European imaging products and healthcare businesses. This is aimed to increase agility and competitive in those new founded businesses. Well, okay. they're not really newly founded, but uh, let's say. It's just going to happen. So that starts from 1st of April. Ha ha. Um, so what's going to happen, actually? The company, which is called Nikon Holding Europe BV, Bravo Victor, which provides corporate support functions for Nikon Group companies within Europe, will absorb, they call it merging, but actually the kind of will absorb Nikon Europe BV and Nikon Instruments Europe BV on April 1st. 
In addition, Nikon Holdings Europe will undertake cross-border legal mergers with Nikon GmbH, Nikon France, CEE GmbH, Instruments. Basically, all of those companies will become one. What's happening, Becky, is they consolidate. And so instead of having different branches, yeah, they kind of and each branch would would be called differently. So different, like a, a separate sister company. Mm-hmm. You know, basically they're gonna call, they're gonna be called the same. So um, they effectively they're renaming them, but then they will operate as it is. And just so we know, this merger for Nikon UK already happened on first December last year. Okay. So after the merger, Nikon Holdings Europe will be renamed Nikon Europe. These changes will allow Nikon to strengthen its organization by combining the power of scale with local expertise, driving operational excellence whilst remaining close to its trade partners and consumers. Blah, blah, blah. Marketing, marketing. (laughs) All right, let's update the company overview. So Nikon Europe BV is based in Amsterdam, Netherlands, and has approximately 550 employees under directing President Tatsuya Morimoto. The main businesses are centralized supply, administration, and management of funds of affiliates in Europe, import sales and services of cameras and microscope. So basically, this is the company that supplies all photographic equipment that come in from Japan to European countries, including UK. Excellent. And now more of the same. Now more of the same. Nikon has acquired majority ownership of Morph 3D Inc. Uh, I like how you've added to the moon there as an additional point. So Nikon has bought a majority stake in the US startup Morph 3D, Mm -hmm. an aerospace supplier whose customers include Boeing, in a deal estimated at nearly 10 billion yen. That's an estimated 91 million, according to Nikkei. Mm -hmm. So the acquisition gives Nikon a foothold in the supply chain for small satellites, a growing field in the aerospace industry. California-based Morph3D was founded in 2015 and mainly makes parts for satellites using 3D printing. You could do some of that. Yes, exactly. So instead (laughs) of printing with plastic, Mm. they print with metal. Ah. And the way it works is so they nowadays, instead of let's say traditional design where things are either straight or angled, they use this what's called muscular design. So they design it like a human body. So those things are very difficult to achieve in a traditional manufacturing way. That's where 3D printers come in. It's called additive manufacturing. Mm -hmm. If you would like to have a look what the things do, you can have a look at the video in the description below. Nikon will gain representation in uh, Morph3D's board of directors and will send their engineers to the startup to solidify their operation ties. So it's a majority stake, which mm-hmm. effectively they effectively bought the company because they can control it. So yes. what that allows them is actually to add their expertise or their people into mm-hmm. the production. So hopefully that will even improve those satellite parts. Exactly. Now, Nikon has strength in optical processing machines, uh, which are a kind of 3D printing mm. technology used to build up metal components from a powder-like material. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Nikon already makes laser additive manufacturing machines of its own, the LaserMeister. Laser. Uh, laser. Laser. <laughs> Fire the laser. I used to do a great impression of her. Anyway, the company will apply this technology to making aerospace components for sale through Morph3D's sales channels. So an interesting move from Nikon. Exactly. So 
let's talk about that. So according to Indian research company, they said that the small satellite market is expected to grow to 7.1 billion in 2025 mm. from 2.8 billion last year. Wow. So you see the potential there. And also, let's say if you look at those, we've got company like Starlink, which is basically a subsidiary of SpaceX of Elon Musk, mm. which provides the satellite internet all over the world. It's actually now available in UK. I think it costs about 90 quid a month plus another 500 for the equipment. Wow. But effectively, if you're somewhere remote, you can get the internet. So if you're somewhere in, a gr- like in the middle of Grand Canyon mm-hmm. and there's no Wi-Fi there, mm-hmm. let's be honest, probably no 4G as well. <laughs> so um, I haven't been in Grand Canyon. I was about to go there and then COVID struck, you see. So, so I haven't tested it. But effectively, what Starlink provides is actually the internet via the satellite. Via or satellite. Sputnik, as we say in Russia. And that's so clever. Exactly. So... Um, why is this happening? Well, actually, if you look at Nikon Growth Plan from 2019, because you all read this, of course, they actually mention it there. So first of all, they say that we're going to increase our R&D expense. So and that will include 3D printing and additive manufacturing. So they've been talking about it for the last two years. Also, Nikon has decades of experience in high-precision manufacturing tools that combine optics, metrology, and super-high-precision positioning. So the growth strategy that laid out in 2019 is an attempt to capitalize on those skills. Right. So they had some aforethought. They didn't just do this out of the blue. This was this was strategized and planned for. Exactly. Impressive. So what Negan said, we're not just going to be manufacturer. Yes. We're also looking to grow as a company and invest in new startups. Mm. So it looks like, Becky, we are going to the moon soon. To the moon. To the moon. Nikon Corp announced that they received a dividend amount of 45.7 billion yen from its consolidated subsidiaries. Billion yen. Yes. That's a lot of millions, isn't it? It's a lot of millions in yen. So the details of the dividend. Basically, what happened was two of the companies they owned Mm. paid them dividends. That was nice of them. So imagine that constant works at Grace always means that. Yeah. And then... At the end of the month, Constant comes to Gray and gives him thousand pounds. That's great. Saying here's the dividend. Yeah, this is for you. Uh, fantastic. I I like that. I'd like someone to do that to me. Yeah, now. I mean it's not bad. So um, <laughs> basically, it was from Nikon Thailand and uh, Nikon Hong Kong for the fiscal year ended March thirty first, twenty twenty one. The company will recognize the dividend as a non operating income in its non consolidated financial statements. However, the dividends will have no impact on the consolidated financial results for the year as it has been received from the company consolidated subsidiaries, so from the companies they own. Nice. So effectively, they say, keep calm and carry on. Exactly. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Nothing to see here. That sounds super dodgy. Well, let's talk, since we own finance, let's talk about Nikon's stock. So Nikon has... Had a rally recently. So in the um, last couple of weeks, uh, their shares went up with 8.2%. Hmm. So that's pretty good. And this is based on the news. So it's, so it's hit $10 and now it's, I think, back to $9.6. This move can be attributed to notable volume with higher number of shares being traded. Do you think that it's because we told people to buy stocks and shares in Nikon and now they're doing that? I think we have this power, Becky. I think we're so influential. Yes, this is not financial advice, but thanks for <laughs> buying the stock. I just like the stock, as they say, you know. So I think it's based on news that... 
Intel, you know this little company that makes computer processors Intel? For everyone, yeah. Exactly. They plan to spend $20 billion, billion mm. dollars on building this foundry business, thereby driving demand for Nikon semiconductor production equipment. Wow. So remember about a month ago, Yes. Well, you don't remember those things, generally. You, you kind of, I talk about them and you just ignore them. I sort of, once we've finished, my brain shreds the information. Yeah. yeah. You normally, at this point, you just do your online banking, isn't it? That's what I'm doing. Exactly. So, <laughs> at that point, I was saying that, actually, Nikon and Intel have quite good relationships. Yes. The problem with Intel was that, actually, they were dying, as well as Nikon, according to the internet. But the problem there, compared to Nikon, is actually their manufacturing process wasn't up to date compared to the companies like AMDs and NVIDIAs. So they actually changed their CEO. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we talked about it is we, we were saying that Nikon needs to start to look at different supplies and you know companies they work with. Mm -hmm. But also, because the new CEO has came in, like we weren't sure if actually Intel will continue to work with Nikon. Yes. So now it seems to be that this is the case. Still the case? What? What? They like each other, bro fist. <laughs> That's right. Um, so in terms of this, Nikon has gone up in one day for eight point two percent. Wow. It's not bad, isn't it? So year to date, Nikon went up from six dollars, and at the moment is nine point six dollars. So in my books, it's about thirty percent. Just get in while you can. Exactly. Not financial advice. Yeah, it's going okay. to the moon. <laughs> it's going yes. to the moon and back. I just like the stock. <laughs> Speaking of um, finances, stonks. stonks exactly. <laughs> Speaking of well, stonks. stonks only go up. Uh, that's just it's a, it's a simple thing, really. It's okay. no one needs to know anything, so it just goes up. So and it's not a financial advice. So let's talk about Q4 financial report that will happen. Well, should happen any day now. Oh yay! It's this time of the year. I'm so excited. So the next week when they announce the Q4 financial report, it's probably going to be just me, because I will have left. Yeah, you tried. I mean, you tried last time. I really did. It was very hard, but hopefully you'll join me. I'll, I, will, I will think about it. All right. Well, let's see what's expected from them. So um, they expect to post a quarterly loss of um, 30 cents per share, which represents year-to-year -year change of minus 3.5%. Revenue, I expect it to be at 1.18 billion, down 12.2% for the year ago quarter. Okay. So... For Nikon Corporation, the consensus EPS, which is earning per share estimate for the quarter, has been revised by 6.3% higher. So what they say is actually the stock is actually higher than it should be. Ah. But that based on the positive news of Intel's happening, obviously restructures is coming to the end because um, what is going to happen in this Q4 report, they're going to say, okay, we're going to put all our losses in one quarter. Mm. So the next year, financial year, mm. which is going to, you know, next, next report we'll see in about three months, is going to be a little better. Okay. So stock, the, the, the price, the, the stock price is already priced in into the positive news. So everyone, I think, kind of... Um, got excited. Got excited. They say, okay, well, we ignore this quarter. Yeah. But we already hope for the future. Okay. Result. So that's where it is. And as we say, the stocks only go up. Excellent. Next up, Nikon joins CIWEM and Waterbear to launch the Environmental Photographer of the Year competition. Now, CIWEM, bit of a mouthful, is Chartered Institution of Water and Environmental Management. Mm -hmm. And Waterbear are a streaming platform for environmental impact and climate change. So it's basically like a one-stop, it's like a Netflix mm -hmm. for uh, films that impact 
climate change, the planet, conservation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there are quite a few free documentaries there. So if you're interested, you can go there and have a look. Absolutely. So now Nikon have partnered with these two entities to launch the Environmental Photographer of the Year competition. Uh, entries are now open. Celebrating its 14th year, the annual Ooh. awards showcases the very best in environmental photography from the impact humans have on the planet to those inspiring sustainable living. The competition provides an international platform to raise awareness of the environmental issues that put our planet at risk. Both professional and amateur photographers are encouraged to submit their creative, resonant and thought-provoking imagery to be in with a chance of winning an award, a cash prize or a stunning prize package consisting of a Nikon Z something, mm -hmm. the Nikon Z series equipment. Mm -hmm. It's free to enter and features eight categories, including the Environmental Photographer of the Year 2021 accolade. So if you are interested in entering that, please do click on the link in the description or the podcast notes for today. Um, and it's worth having a look at those websites as well, just to see what these two uh, companies entities are doing. Absolutely. I really like that Nikon is getting into the space because obviously to bring the awareness of the issues that's coming into the world, For sure. I think it's quite important. Absolutely. All right. Then we have Z extension tubes, FTZ and F mount lenses working together. Confirmed. Confirmed. Confirmed by a regular watcher of the channel. John Hughes sent over an email to us uh, last week, I think it yes. was. He'd asked the question, whether the Z extension tubes will then allow you to put on an FTZ adapter and a normal F mount lens. And my answer was, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although I see no reason why not. Well, now it's been confirmed. And now you know. Now I know. So it's basically two Kenko FTZ tubes mounted on FTZ camera. Mm -hmm. So they're the adapter. adapter. So no, they you got two Kenko tubes. Yeah. So you got Z on camera. The camera. Then you got, yes. And then you got FTZ adapter. Yeah. And then you got just F-mount lens. Yeah. Doesn't need to be macro. Nope. And it works. Amazing. Incredible. So, uh, one, two extension rings to rule them all. Absolutely. And the next one up is called Germany Loves Nikon. Yay. Nikon swept most of the photo community and color photo awards in Germany. The Nikon Z2 won the 2021 User Choice Award by photo community in Germany. Photo community is one of the biggest photography communities in Germany. Z2, Z7 2 received 2,575 um, votes from over 8,000 members. Wow. Nikon Z50 won the award for the best mirrorless APS-C camera as well. And for DSLRs, the D850 and D500 both won in their respective categories as well. Um, really good. If you're German and you love Nikon, do let us know in the comments below. Absolutely. So Nikon won five out of six awards in the lens category as well. The link to that will be below in the description box and in the podcast notes. So if you'd like to see what won, then go and check that out. Fantastic. And then on the things that we don't know, uh, Nikon introduced two new laser rangefinders. CoolShot Pro 2 stabilized and CoolShot 50i designed for golfers. So if you're a golfer, then do with that information what you will. Exactly. So I think when I get my like, then I'll start to play golf as well. Okay. And, and then you'll get a cool shot. Exactly. I mean, they look cool, like very futuristic. Um, I'm sure they have features that golfers didn't even dream of before. Um, so, and they price competitively. I don't know what the competition is, but one is priced at 300 uh, US dollars and another one at 450. 
Excellent. Some news from Japan. Nikon continues to help people who were struck by the disasters. Unfortunately, Japan had quite a few disasters recently. Mm. So uh, they support them with heavy discounts for the repairs of damaged Nikon goods. Right. Uh, so there was a big fire, um, large-scale fire, in the Matsue city, Shimane prefecture, uh, which happened early April, and that's affected 15 households. Gosh. So no, Nikon... not households, buildings. Buildings, actually. Yeah, so it's even bigger than that. Yeah. So Nikon said, well, if you're affected and you have Nikon, do let us know. So mm -hmm. I think, again, it's very important that Nikon does those things. Nikon has signed an official sponsorship contract with the Japan Swimming Federation that will support the swimming competitions in Japan. I do swimming. Yes, you can do the forward crawl, front crawl. I can't do There's one. There's the mascot for I you. I can do this one. The doggy yeah, paddle, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, but yeah, the most important thing is, have you seen the mascot? The Japan Swimming Federation mascot character is called Pachapo. Oh, it's so cute. So cute. <laughs> I think he should be its own Pokemon in the new game. <laughs> the Pokemon expert. Exactly. Sure, sure, sure. why not? <laughs> I honestly, I just selected this news just for this picture, really. Just because it's so cute. Exactly. All right. My optic Gorlitz lenses will be available for the Nikon Z mount. So we're starting to see a plethora of third party brands bringing out Z mount lenses. It's happening. It's happening, and we're happy about that. Uh, in their latest press release, My Optic Gorlitz or Gurlitz, mm -hmm. uh, confirmed that their lenses will be available also for the Z mount. Yeah, so let's have a look at the lenses that have been already released. So they released uh, 30mm, uh, th uh, 50, 75, 58, and 100mm lenses. So they will put the Z mount on them. And then Trio Plan 35 is scheduled to, re uh, to be released uh, later this year. Excellent. Now, we also saw a release uh, of filters for 1424 S lens by a Japanese company. So this um, is a 112 millimeter diameter filter, right? Exactly. So effectively, again, it comes with its own adapter holder. Mm. So very similar to Nikon one. Mm -hmm. And then you can swap the filters. So they released UV filter, uh, which is plain one, CPL filter, and also neutral density. Now, the difference between these and the Nikon ones is that they're magnetic. So you can take them on and put them off with ease rather than having to screw them in, which is quite useful. Well, that should save some time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And also, um, in our previous podcast, we talked about the sleeping filters that you can put inside your Z camera. So not in the front of the lens, but actually inside the camera between the sensor and the lens itself. Mm -hmm. So another company called... Kaze case case also has clipping filters. Uh, the one ND10 stop filter is only sixty five pounds. That's right. The uh, UV filter is sixty pounds, so it's not bad. No, I yeah. think they're reasonably priced. Yeah. Again, that probably should help with dust, mm -hmm. since you can change the lenses and the dust will end up on the filter, which is probably well. I would say for people who never done sensor cleans before, it's probably a lot easier for them to touch uh, and clean the filter than the sensor itself. Yes. Um, so in terms of this, it might be quite useful. Obviously, the advice that if you do use those filters, don't shoot directly into the sun because you will get a lot of flare. Mm -hmm. TT Artisan have released a 21mm f1.5 lens for the Nikon Z mount. It is 21mm. The, the maximum aperture is 1.5. Okay. Smallest aperture is f16. Mm -hmm. uh, closest focusing distance is 50 centimeters. Not bad. It's composed of 13 elements in 11 groups, has a nice clicked aperture Ooh, with 10, okay. 10 blades, and takes a 72 mil filter size. It is also manual focus, not an autofocus lens. Yeah. And according to Amazon, it's only 215 pounds. Bargain. Again, and if you don't want to splash out on 14 to 30 or 14 to 24, why not? It's obviously not going to be as good as the other two, but uh, it's cheap. 
Yeah. And if you don't do wide angles that often, why not? Yeah, for the odd occasion. Yep. And you don't mind manual focusing. Exactly. Only weighs 458 grams, so... Can slot into the pocket nicely. Exactly. All right, and we're back to financial news. The SIPA February 2021 numbers. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. You know the, the, the blooper, the Sega. Yeah. And again, SIPA. Or oh, we have a jingle. If you need the SIPA numbers. <laughs> Watch the Nikon report. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. In other news, we had SIPA February 2021 numbers. That's just to remind you what SIPA is. It's Camera and Imaging Products Association in Japan. So pretty much all self-respecting factories mm-hmm. are part of that. Mm. And what it does is basically shows how many cameras have been produced and shipped by the manufacturers to the dealers. Right. Hit us with the numbers, Con. All right. Well, the good news is they are no longer red. Oh, good. So we're starting to see an uptick, um, and this is really good. So if you look at quantity of total shipment of interchangeable lens cameras, so that's including DSLRs and mirrorless systems, uh, we've shipped, well, we, 427,000. You, me personally. Exactly, and 100 cameras in February 2021. Now, it is Slightly low, it's 452,000 last year at the same time period, okay. but very, very close, which is good news. Mm-hmm. Mirrorless unit sales and shipped value and full-frame lens unit and shipped value are up as compared to January, February 2020. Mirrorless units are up only 3%, but shipped value is up 45%, which means the unit ship are higher and more expensive units. So we're not only looking at just the numbers that have been shifted, but also how much money they make. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about percentages, it's actually there. So let's say we can ship 100 cameras, or let's say if we ship, uh, let's say 100 D6s and 100 D3500s, the value of ship cameras is going to be completely different. Right. So that's what we're going to look at. So let's go into the cameras. So DSLR unit ships, 390K. So this is minus 15% year to date. The value also down 24%. Mirrorless units are up 3%, and shipped value is up 45%. So cool. they not only ship 3% more cameras that, that compared to the same period last year, but they also cost more. They were worth more money. Exactly. So they will make a lot more profits when you can, well, and other companies. Excellent. Now, in lenses, so we have uh, smaller than full-frame lenses. So all those APS-Cs and Micro Four Thirds and all other things. And those are down 24% compared to last year, um, and the shipped value down 23%. Now, full-frame lenses and, I guess, medium-format lenses are up 10% year-to-date and 8% in value. Again, we're starting to see that people kind of coming away from smaller sensor cameras mm-hmm. and going into full-frame or, you know, small-medium-format. It's good when you're checking your phone. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, is there any chance you can bring me... Uh, Coffee. Let's talk about photography and a backup. 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 Do you back up your photographs, Peggy? Yep. <laughs> that was a very confident answer. Okay, so here, I do now. You do now. I, you... I did before. Yes. But then I had this. So I, I backed up all my photos and then my laptop fritzed and I realized there was like a year of shoots that I didn't have anywhere else so okay but yes. i paid someone in the apple store uh yes. to basically extract everything from my hard drive one billion dollars one billion dollars um and now i have it backed up in two different places mm-hmm. and i don't actually store anything on my laptop anymore okay well the hard lesson <laughs> have been learned that's right 
So in terms of this, I would say that we're going to talk about photography backup on one of the live streams in some future at some point. Will I be there for that live stream? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of sandbagging it. Okay. But the back place is the company that does backup, but it's online backup. So effectively, your images go to the cloud, and I think it costs about sixty dollars to um, a year. A year, yeah. Okay. So or ninety nine. I'm not sure, but uh, what they did is they published the uh, the list of the hard drives that they use mm -hmm. for their businesses, and they showed which the hard drives failed the most. Okay. It's an interesting one because obviously, if you have a personal computer or a laptop, you probably have a hard drive in there. Mm -hmm. And normally, if you don't have, let's say, solid state, so SSD drive, it would be an old-fashioned HDD. Mm -hmm. In terms of it, they tend to fail yes. quite often. And they published a good extensively list of um, uh, hard drive models and their uh, capacity. From that list that I've seen, all of them doing pretty well, except one. The one that is particularly bad is called Seagate 18 terabyte hard drive, 3.5 inches hard drive. So don't buy this. And then if you haven't started to do your photography backup, do definitely consider this because you don't want to learn the expensive lesson of losing all your images. You don't want to have to pay someone to retrieve it off your dead laptop. I mean, I was lucky that what had fried was the motherboard and not the hard drive. Mm. But if something had happened to the hard drive, then... I wouldn't have had access to those pictures. That's the thing. So, and we're not talking about just commercial, let's say, you know, for like commercial jobs that you've done, but also yeah. your memories. And those are priceless, aren't they? Exactly. Obviously, I, I do that now. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Da -da -dan. Reviews. Reviews. Nikon Z62 camera review. So by Tom Hogan. Is that by Tom? Yes. Oh. Good old chap, Tom. Oh, mate, Tom. <laughs> We're kind of getting onto the weird creepy stalker level now, I think. I know. <laughs> so does the Z62 fix some of the sins of the Z6? That's those his quotation marks, not mine. Uh, he says, sure, from a practical aspect, that really boils down to USB power delivery, dual card slots, and available vertical grip. If you really needed those things, then the Z6 II is the camera for you, not the original Z6. Mm -hmm. Wait, what about the dual X-Speed processor and autofocus? Here things start to get more dicey. In terms of buffer performance, the Z6 was already pretty decent, and the dual X-Speed approach doesn't provide as much benefit on the 6.2 as it does on the 7.2 with its mm. larger files. Yes, the buffer on the 6.2 is bigger than on the Z6, but I wasn't really hitting the buffer on the Z6. Yeah. So as in our discussions about Z6, it's not a revolutionary update. It's more kind of quality of life improvements. Mm. And his point is, obviously, if you buy a camera right now, then Z6.2 is the one to get. But Z6, in his opinion, uh, nowadays being um, obviously cheaper, but also available on secondhand market, mm -hmm. is a better value for money. Mm -hmm. And in terms of this, he says that he thinks that Nikon will discontinue it soon because he thinks that Z6 actually eats in into the sales of Z6 Mark II. It's an interesting uh, thought. I and understand that, actually. In terms of this, yeah, I would say we're using Z6 for our productions and it's fantastic camera for what it is. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, I would say if you are a sports wildlife photographer where you need the speed of focusing, especially continuous tracking, that's where Z6 II is better than previous models. Sure, uh, if you say so. <laughs> I do. I, I haven't. Honestly, of the brief time that I've spent with the 6.2, 
I hadn't found enough of a difference mm. for it to for me to go. Yes, hands down, that that makes no, a huge that's, difference. That's the thing, and 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 that's the reason why I say that I at the moment, if if you just using um, Z cameras for sports and wildlife, mm. they are probably not the best choice compared to something like D fifty, D five, D six. Yes, and in terms of this, I think Z nine should fix those issues. But what I'm saying is because obviously, if you're buying a camera right now. And you don't want to worry about those focus, and you don't do enough for wildlife and sports. Then the Z6 II will do the job. Yes, exactly. So Tom also published 14 to 24 2.8s review as ah, well. Ah, okay. And he writes that obviously this lens had a lot to live up to, mm -hmm. and well, it did. It lost some weight and size, and in doing so, something no one was expecting. I love losing a bit of weight and size. Yes. It doesn't happen often. Though. Absolutely. <laughs> the lockdown is over, and we definitely need to lose some size and weight. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm speaking for myself. Setting aside the DSLR slash mirrorless choice mm -hmm. for the moment, which lens would I rather have on my camera? The Z mount one, no questions asked, even though the differences aren't large. The 1424 2.8S is a sharp, well behaved optic with no particular Achilles heel. The F mount version had very significant field curvature to consider, mm. which is interesting because I'd never noticed that. Obviously, you get distortion, mm -hmm. but the curvature, I say, yeah, I didn't notice as well. Um, but I think the more important thing that what Tom mentions, he mm -hmm. says that, well, it is an essentially good lens. The 14 to 34 is not too far behind. He said, a part of some corner softness, it's pretty good. And <laughs> in terms of this, yes, if you have to choose one and money is no object, definitely do get 2.8 version. But for a lot of people, 14 to 30 is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. Excellent. He also says, do I like this new F2.8S? You bet. <laughs> I sold my 2.8G immediately after completing my basic testing. Things I photograph with these focal lengths aren't generally in DSLR territory either. So there you go. Fantastic. We also had a review on YouTube by photographer Christopher Frost, and he reviewed 51.2S lens. Excellent. So do have a look at that. Um, he praised it. Uh, and we also had Richie from Richie Talks. Yay. We also love. Friend uh, of the show. Yeah. I think, do we love him more than Tom Holden? I, we have to. Wholeheartedly, absolutely. <laughs> um, he actually compared Wheeltrox 85mm lens with Nikon 85 1.8 lens. And you would think, ooh, Rich is Nikon employee. That's a lot of people say. And they say, how dare? But actually, I think what Nikon try, uh, what Richie tries to do is actually give a good, honest information mm -hmm. about the equipment he uses. Rishi is incredibly objective yeah. about his review so if he says that something is better or worse then that is exactly what he's found he doesn't sort of look at things through yeah. rose-tinted glasses we like that very much so i think it's good that he's also branching out and shooting other other brands and uh, comparing them. absolutely absolutely if we could do that i think we should would, yeah could. why not uh, uh a company called wheel trucks do send us 85 1.8 lens for testing we'll test it out absolutely and keep it <laughs> from his impressions he said for the money, Viltrox is a really good buy. It's got autofocus there as well, which is quite nice. Mm -hmm. I think not many uh, third-party Nikon Z lenses have autofocus in them. Not yet. So that's good to have. He said, for the money, it's great. If you want ultimate image quality, Nikon 1.8 S85 is much better. But, you know, again, look at your budget. If you don't shoot portraiture very often mm -hmm. or use 85 mil, then go with Viltrox. Exactly. Power to you. For your weekend read and watch segment, we recommend Nickel, The Thousand and One Nights, number 77. 
Yes, it's a blog that they publish. Mm -hmm. So they, this is article number 77. So they're all worth a read. But this one is about Nikon RS 50mm f1.4 is the lens that's designed for Nikon S rangefinder. Yes. Very fun story. It says, a heaven-sent product for events. That's its subtitle. What? It said, the last lens for the Nikon mm. S series cameras, as in the S rangefinders, a heaven-sent product for events. Yes. That's their tagline. Yes. So dreamy. I know. All right. So if you shoot events and weddings right now with the Nikon rangefinder, that would be the one. My goodness. After doing that shoot with the SP, yeah. I can't actually understand how people took pictures under high pressure. You know, you had, it was like assembling a field rifle in the field while being shot at by, some, you know, by the I've, enemy. Because I thought after shooting with the spear, you basically will sell all your Nikon equipment and buy Leica, you know, whatever M10. No. No, okay. No, so. I loved shooting with the SP. I, it made me appreciate my F6 and my FM38 even more. Mm -hmm. In fact, that was my conclusion. I need to try that. Mm, you should. Sounds like fun. It's a challenge for you. All right, next up we have I Don't Know Why It Swallowed a Fly. You know that song? Yes. Weather Sealed Lens with a Fly Inside by Lens Rentals. So this is actually an article, um, but it's very... It's very interesting and worth having a look. It says, the takeaway message is in the picture you can't see here. We took dozens of images with the lens before taking the fly out. We shot stop down. We shot at all parts of the zoom range. We focused close. We focused far. And in no image could we find the slightest hint that there was a fly in the lens. And you guys worry about a dust particle or two. Yeah. Can I tell you an experiment that we did? Yes, tell me. So back, way, way back, about 10 years ago, maybe more, we took a 70 to 200 because someone was complaining that there was like a little speck of dust yeah, in did it. Did you shove a fly into it? No, but we put a post-it, one of the small size post-it notes yeah. on the front of the lens, mm -hmm. on the side, and shot with it. You couldn't see the post-it note. No. Did it make a dreamy soft focus effect? No, or? it didn't do anything because the lens focuses way beyond yeah. the front element, so you couldn't see it. I remember Tony used to tell us the story, the chap who worked here about 10 years ago, he said we we had a manual focus lens with a fly. And I thought, oh, this is, you know... This is like old wives' tale. Exactly. <laughs> but actually, the pictures are there, and that's the thing. So for a lot of people, when you buy second-hand equipment, and you see some dust in there, it's actually not a big deal no. because the lens will perform really well. And in terms of this, you won't see anything. If you see dust on the image, it's highly likely the dust on your sensor. It is 100% that the dust is on your sensor or it's in on the subject. Exactly. One thing I will say, though, is fungus. Now, yeah. you don't want fungus inside your lens, which usually appears as some kind of like little filamenty, spiderwebby looking thing, mm -hmm. because that can spread and contaminate all of your equipment. So a little bit of dust is never going to hurt anyone, but fungus definitely is. Yeah, after playing The Last of Us on PlayStation, I believe that fungus can take over your body and control it. So right. the zombies are real. Therefore, if you see fungus in your lens, don't touch it. Don't touch it. The next article from CNN World, and so the article is called these are the pioneering women of photojournalism. Awesome. Photojournalism has traditionally been a male-dominated field, but throughout the history, women have made their mark on the industry. This is an article about them, the women. Go power. <laughs> have a read of that. Um, it is a fantastic article from CNN World. And in our watch section, we have another video from Richie. Uh, Richie talks, and it's called Nikon U1, U2, U3, best setup for Nikon Z6, Z6, 6272 and all Z Nikon cameras. So best custom user settings, options, etc., etc. So if you're not sure how to use those user settings, 
this is the right video to do so. And the next video we have is Black Magic Raw Q&A video session. So again, it will answer the questions about Black Magic Raw format. So it's not some voodoo stuff. It's just a codec that you can use. Um, so if you want to record the video onto external device produced by Blackmagic, you can also use Blackmagic Raw. Excellent. And that's a wrap. Thank you for watching and or listening. Please do give us a like and a subscribe or a follow and perhaps even a review if you're listening on a podcast platform. We would also like to just point out that we've received our Platinum Award from Amateur Photographer Good Service Awards. We have also been nominated for a Retailer of the Year Award by British Photographic Industry News. So if you'd like to vote for us, the details of that are in the description. We would very much appreciate it. Absolutely. This award is clearly Platinum Award made of platinum. It is. It's beautiful. So so platinum. I've never seen platinum in my life. <laughs> um, speaking of which, mm -hmm. where can we find you on the internet, Becky? You can find me on Instagram at Rebecca under Denazy, or on my website, which is RebeccaDenazy.com. Speaking of precious metals. Mm. And for me, I'm on the internet as well. And no one it's, else. Um, no one else, just <laughs> me. Um, come and join me okay. for some coffee. Okay, so um, where can we find you? Find me on Instagram um, at Constant Kochkin. And also on the website, which is www.constantkochkin.co.uk. Excellent. Thanks for watching us. Bye. Bye. Bye.